Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So springtime is coming. I know it doesn't exactly feel that way in New York right now because we got a bunch of snow last week and it's been really cold, Um, but it is coming, I promise. And whenever spring rolls around, everybody immediately starts thinking about summertime and the beach and the pool and swimsuits. So there seems to be a renewed interest at this time in losing weight and getting in shape. Um, And I know this because I work with women over 40, and so this is a conversation that I've been having a lot lately. So there are two things that I want to address in this podcast episode. One is that I really want to encourage everybody who's listening to shift their goal and their mindset from, I want to lose weight and I want to get in shape, to, I want to be healthy and I want to be strong. And I'll speak more on that in a moment. And then the other thing that I want to do in this episode is to debunk some of the myths around how to do this. There is so much information out there. I mean, we live in an information age, so we're absolutely besieged by stories and statistics and messaging around health and wellness. And while that's a great thing, it can also really derail our efforts due to the fact that there is so much misinformation floating around out there as well. So in this episode, I also want to address seven quote-unquote healthy habits that if you are a woman over 40 are working against you. But before I get into all that, let's return to the idea of our health goals and particularly the goal that so many of you have to lose weight and get into shape. Um, And by the way, I have fallen into this trap as well, so I know how pervasive this mindset is. When the body is healthy, that is to say when it is able to effectively remove toxins from the system, when inflammation is reduced, when the gut or the microbiome is healthy, and when hormones are balanced, I'm always reluctant to say balanced because I think that term can be a bit misleading. Hormones are always fluctuating, and that's very normal. So when I say balanced, I don't mean to say that all the hormones are at the same level. Um, When we talk about hormones being balanced, we're really talking about the hormones being balanced among each other. In other words, the ratio of estrogen to progesterone to testosterone, etc., is appropriate to keep the body balanced and functioning optimally. So when all those things are healthy, the body will naturally calibrate to a healthy weight. Um, And by the way, we can forget the charts and the graphs uh, and those indexes that the doctors will often show us during an office visit. They're misleading and most of the time very inaccurate. Um, So I'll say this again because it's a super important concept that I want you to understand. 
when the body is healthy and functioning optimally. Your metabolism will adjust, and if there is excess weight, it will be shed slowly over a period of time. So, you know, when we care for our body and we give it the nutrition it needs and the movement it needs and the rest it needs, the body will always move toward its healthy weight, which will, of course, be different for everybody because our bodies are all very unique. So the goal should always, always, always be to be healthy because everything else comes from that. And because mindset is everything and words are powerful, when we begin to think and speak about our goals in this way, it's not only so much more empowering and so much less stressful, but it's easier to be committed and to remain consistent because rather than thinking of this as a short-term goal that quite frankly may or may not feel very attainable, when we tell ourselves that, you know, we're going to get a beach body in 6 weeks, our brain probably goes, yeah, right, let's see if that happens this time. You know, rather than that, we can think about health as a path that we're walking that will absolutely lead us to where we want to be. You know, if we have a plan that is appropriate for us as women over 40, one that is manageable and one that we can be consistent with, we will get there. And that's a much more empowering thought. But it means letting go of some of the beliefs that we've been conditioned to believe about health and wellness. As you've probably heard me say before, we can be our healthiest ever in the second half of life. But we have to do things differently now. We need to be operating with the right information and we need to learn how to best care for our over 40 body. So we're going to start now with seven, again, I'm putting this in air quotes, healthy habits that are working against you if you're a woman over 40. These are the things that most of the women I work with are doing when they come to me. And they're frustrated that they're not getting the results they want to. So I'll share what those things are and why you want to avoid them. And then I'll share what to do instead. So number one is extreme calorie restriction, which may include skipping meals um, or just not eating enough throughout the day. We were brought up with this calories in, calories out model. You know, which says that you have to burn more than you consume and then you'll be healthy and lose weight. And while I'm not suggesting that this is inaccurate, you know, it's, it's, there is something to, you know, uh, what you consume and, and what you burn. The problem with it is that all calories are not created equal. The body will metabolize the calories from, for example, an apple very differently than it will metabolize a cookie. Even if those foods have the same amount of calories, they have very different effects on the body. Um, One will absolutely create a healthier body than the other. I love how wellness guru JJ Virgin puts it. She says, the body is not a math problem, but a chemistry lab. And the problem with extreme calorie restriction or skipping meals is that it creates metabolic slowdown. It creates nutrient deficiencies. It can actually cause muscle loss, which we definitely don't want. And I'll explain more about why in a bit. 
Um, it, it compromises our immune function. It creates erratic blood sugar levels and a decrease in energy, which only leads to increased hunger and cravings and overeating. So this whole idea that the less we eat, the better is a total myth. You need adequate nutrition and sustained energy. And that means that you need to be eating enough food and it has to be whole healthy foods throughout the day. The next myth that so many women subscribe to is the idea that, that we need more intense cardio in order to be healthy and lose weight. Um, apart from you know just the increased risk of injury when you're doing high impact activities like running or or hit workouts, um, it it creates it's particularly problematic for women over forty because it contributes to hormonal imbalances. Right, excessive cardio leads to elevated levels of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Cortisol creates like this cascade effect with other hormones where when cortisol is elevated, you know, it's throwing everything else out of whack. So we're already coping with hormone imbalances and, and hormone deficiencies. So the last thing we need is to elevate cortisol and, you know, throw that even more out of whack. Um, and then of course, you know, another factor with excessive cardio is that you know, when it, especially when it's combined with inadequate nutrition, it can actually lead to muscle loss and a slowdown of metabolism, which makes it harder to maintain a healthy weight um, and can even contribute to a higher risk of developing certain metabolic conditions like insulin resistance. So, you know, that's, that's something that women over 40 really need to consider. Focusing too much on cardio means neglecting other important aspects of fitness, and it may be, not that it may be, it will be working against you at a certain point. Finding a balanced approach to exercise that includes activities that are enjoyable and sustainable is what we are really going for. And we cannot, um, you know, I can't say enough the importance of strength training. So if you are working out and doing a lot of cardio, and that means that you're not strength training, that is a big no-no if you're over 40. Uh, myth number three is not taking days off for rest and recovery. You know, during rest and recovery, the body is repairing and rebuilding muscle tissues that have been damaged or broken down during exercise. You know, that, that process, which is known as muscle protein synthesis, allows for the repair in the muscle fibers and the replenishment of energy stores. So that's what we want to be doing. You know, we want to be working out and straining the muscles and, you know, creating these micro tears. But then we also want to be giving our body time to rest and repair because that's how the muscles are built. Um, rest also is important, you know, once again, for hormone balancing. We can't just go, go, go. Otherwise, what ends up happening is that cortisol spike. And again, you know, that creates kind of a domino effect where every other hormone is compromised. Um, we really want to um, pay attention to our sleep quality. So, you know, rest and recovery are just as much, uh, just as important as the time that we're spending in activity. Um, another myth 
that I hear a lot is that eliminating carbs or eating a diet low in carbs is going to be better for us. It's going to help us to lose weight and be healthier. Uh, Carbohydrates are the body's most preferred and most efficient source of energy. You know, when, when they're consumed, they're broken down into glucose, which is fuel for the brain and the muscles and other tissues. Now, we do have to be mindful of the kind of carbohydrates that we're eating. We want to be eating complex carbohydrates, you know, preferably from the ground or from something that has a mother. I think that's how they usually phrase it. Um, you know, so we want to be mindful of not eating too many simple refined carbs. But gone are the days of Atkins and even keto, um, especially for women over 40. Carbs are not the, the enemy. You know, I feel like we go, through, we go through phases, right? Like years ago, fat was the enemy. And then we realized, oh no, the body needs fat. We can't cut it out completely. Um, and, and then we move to carbs being the enemy. Um, you know, we have macro, three macronutrients. We have protein, fat, and carbs, and the body needs all three of them. So cutting out any, you know, food group in that way is detrimental to our health. Another myth is um, cutting out red meat. I, I speak to so many women who have cut out red meat. And, you know, while I always want you to be eating things that feel good in your body, and if something is not agreeing with you, then by all means, avoid it. Um, I, you know, I think the idea that red meat is really harmful is harmful in itself. Um, red meat is actually considered a complete protein source, meaning that it has all nine essential amino acids that the body cannot produce on its own and that we must obtain from the diet. Um, and so it has what they call a high biological value. You know, the, the protein is retained and utilized for protein synthesis. Um, red meat proteins are highly digestible and they're efficiently absorbed. So they're a really good source of protein and amino acids. Um, you know, we don't want to be eating it every day, but I certainly um, don't believe that we need to cut it out. You know, we don't need to shy away from that steak or that nice juicy burger. Um, personally, I eat red meat one to two times a week. I do make sure that it's organic and grass-fed, but I love eating it and I find that it's great for my energy. In fact, many years ago, I tried following a vegan diet for about five minutes. <laughs> it was it was so clear that it was not for me. I just felt such a dip in my energy levels. I know that I need more protein and more iron. Uh, and it's really hard to get adequate protein on a vegan diet. And the plant protein, because it doesn't have those amino acids, doesn't really provide the same benefit to the body. So enjoy red meat. You know, just make sure that as much as possible your animal protein is high quality antibiotic-free meat. Um, the, the sixth healthy habit um, that is working against you is an over-reliance on supplements for meeting nutritional needs. And I want to clarify, I am not against supplement use. In fact, I strongly believe in the power of targeted supplementation, and I take supplements myself every day. Um, I recorded a podcast. It was episode, I believe it was episode 13. It's called, Which Supplements Do I Really Need in Midlife? 
And that is actually one of my most downloaded episodes because this is such an area of overwhelm and confusion for women. I encourage you to listen to that episode after finishing this one. The problem arises when, you know, when it comes to supplementation, the problem arises when women are not eating well and they consider supplements to be kind of a safety net. It just doesn't work that way. It's always preferable to get our nutrients, vitamins, minerals, etc., from food, always, because those nutrients are most absorbable and more efficient when they're extracted from food. Supplements are just that, something to supplement good nutrition, not something to replace it. Yet I see so many women who are not eating a balanced diet and they're taking you know, a, ha- a whole handful of supplements a day. That is a very expensive approach that is not going to create good health. You'd be far better off if you work on really dialing in your nutrition and then take the five supplements that I recommend in that episode. And then finally, the last healthy habit that is working against us is the habit of juice cleanses. I know this, you know, has has from time to time it becomes trendy and everybody, you know, hops on to the juice cleanse. Typically it involves consuming only fruit and vegetable juices while eliminating all solid foods for a period of time. Now, you need to know that the concept of detoxing the body through juice cleanses is not supported by scientific evidence, number one. While juices are nutrient-dense and they are not at all bad as an addition to the diet, there really is no evidence to suggest that they enhance detoxification or improve overall health beyond what the body can already accomplish on its own. Because while juices may be rich in vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, they're very low in protein and fat and they really have no fiber. Um, So, you know, the imbalance in macronutrients can lead to unstable blood sugar levels, increased cravings, and just big energy fluctuations, Um, on top of which they provide insufficient calories to support the body's needs. So, you know, doing this for any prolonged period of time, again, slows down metabolism. And while you may experience some weight loss in the short term, it isn't a sustainable or healthy approach to long-term weight management. You know, there there is a healthy way to support detoxification. In fact, in my Revitalize program, I have an entire module devoted to detox, and it's where we begin in that program. So I love the idea of opening up our detox pathways and helping the body to eliminate toxins and excess hormones. That's extremely important for women over 40, but a juice cleanse is not the way to do it. So if you realized during the course of this episode that you've been going about things in the wrong way, and you want an approach that is specifically designed for women over 40, an approach that is manageable within the context of your life, and that will produce the lasting results that you want, you must get into the next round of my Revitalize program. I run this program, which is a small group coaching program, a few times a year. It's 30 days, and it will absolutely change your health and your life. Go to wellagainwoman.com forward slash revitalize. I will link to it in the show notes, and you'll be the first to know when I open up enrollment for the next group. In the meantime, have a very well week, 
and I will catch you next time. Hey, before I let you go, have you downloaded the Midlife Glow Up Guide? In this guide, I walk you through 10 simple action steps, and you know how I love simplicity, that will take you from feeling tired and uninspired to feeling balanced, energized, and beautiful. In short, I'll help you get your mojo back. Simply click the link in the show notes or visit welligantwoman.com forward slash glow up, and I'll send that right over to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.